0: Hello America, my name is Raymond Repass. This week, American Loyalism and Presidential Endorsements on The American Loyalist. Year's presidential election. First, this being the first episode of the show, I'd like to let you know a little bit about myself. After all, I'm going to be offering you my viewpoints on things that are going on in the world, and I think you deserve to know who is giving you those viewpoints. Um, also, I will let you know exactly what I mean by American loyalism and what it means to be an American loyalist. Look, I don't have a fancy degree from an overpriced university or even a cheap degree from some shady mail order college. I am in no way a political strategist, economist, or anything like that. What I am is a single father working full time at an underpaying job who considers himself a damn proud patriot. Five days a week, I work 11 at night to 7 in the morning, I come home. Sleep until the early afternoon, wake up to run my errands and spend time with my kids. On my days off, I enjoy a hot slice of pizza and a cold beer, a good movie, a well-written book, a meaningful song, or trips to the beach. I am in the bottom 17th percent income tax bracket, or maybe not the tax no, not the tax bracket, the income bracket, and struggle. Paycheck to paycheck to make ends meet. Now, before I draw the attention of anyone who decides that they are going to dig up some dirt on me to discredit what I have to say, yes, I have very high hopes for this show, let me be completely honest. I signed up for the U.S. Army Reserves toward the end of the 20th century. I never made it to basic training and received an other-than-honorable discharge. Not dishonorable, other-than-honorable. Here's what happened. As I was poised to join and getting ready to leave for basic training, my cousin, with whom I lived, decided to run away from home. No amount of talking could get her to go back, and so I went with her to help her stay safe, get food, and find shelter. I regret not leaving for basic training, and in fact, for, not, er, for signing with the reserves instead of going full-time Army. Looking back, this was probably the single worst mistake I ever made. If that was the first, single most worst mistake I ever made, then not finishing high school was the second worst mistake I ever made. Don't get me wrong, by no means am I stupid. I like to quote one of history's most quotable figures on this topic, Mark Twain. He said, I never let my schooling get in the way of my education. I have come to realize that there is little I or anyone cannot do if they work hard within and by pushing their own limitations. Now, raising my kids, I stress how important getting that slip of paper after 12 years is while also reminding them not to let their schooling get in the way of their education. So, all of this boils down to why you should listen to me. The truth is that you absolutely should not. Any more than you should listen to Bill O'Reilly or Wolf Blitzer, Sean Hannity or Anderson Cooper. In fact, you shouldn't listen to anyone blindly. I want you to listen to the show and investigate what I present as fact to... er, Oh, to uh, listen to the show and investigate what I present as fact to form your own opinion. If your opinion is the same as mine or similar to mine, great. And if it differs, I don't want you to write me off and tell others to do the same. I want you to come to the table, leave comments, don't argue, yell, and insult. Let me know why you disagree. After all, our individual right to disagree is part of the American Dream. It should be celebrated and used to open conversations, not hostilities. These disagreements are born from freedom of thought, and do you know what else was born from freedom of thought? The entire vision that led to this country's founders, both the famous ones and those whose names you won't read about in any history books, to fight and die creating. It is a, a deep love for that vision that led me to create the American, the American Loyalist, but what exactly does that title mean? If you go to the show's About page, American Loyalist Pod. WordPress.com/slash about, you will find a set of values. The descriptions of them on that page are pretty short and in no way explore the full meaning of those values, and that list of values is by no Way, an extensive list of all the values held by what I consider an American Loyalist. That is coming soon. I do want to talk a little bit about the four key values that drive this podcast, though. And those are the ones on the About page. The first value on the list is duty. To me, our elected officials, the media, businesses, and ultimately, each of us have an obligation to help and serve the american people to make sure this country moves ever forward or ever toward and beyond the vision our founders brought to life now our individual obligation to the american people is what the next value is about so let me focus on politicians media and businesses It is no big secret that financial gains are what drives a vast majority of elected officials, media outlets, and businesses. These financial gains gains come from advertisers, campaign donors, investors, and other special interest groups. As a result, politicians will push agendas through policies and laws, the media will skew and present information in such a way as to favor those agendas, and businesses will adjust their practices to continue receiving these financial gains. I am trying to, at least, put a dent in that, starting with this show. For starters, I am not offering and will never be offering advertising space in this or any podcast related to this one. Instead, I do intend on asking for listener support and I will have details on that in a different episode. But the reason for that is to make sure financial gain cannot alter the information I bring you or my commentary on it. Not that I would alter it. But that way, no one can even question if that $1,000 per episode Acme Corp. is paying for 60 seconds will spill into the content of the show. Active citizenship is the next value I name, and it pains me that I have talked to countless people who can't tell me about a single major event happening in the world today, or even how old you have to be to run for president. I know tons of people who will be voting for both Trump and Clinton this year without ever having listened to either one of them utter a single word. We as citizens of the United States have a right and responsibility to be informed about the events that are going on to either to us either directly or indirectly, that affect our own lives. President Lincoln once described America as having a government by the people, for the people, of the people. But the only way to keep it that way is to participate in it. There are thousands of ways to participate. With this show, I'm going to be making it easier for others to be informed, to form decisions or form opinions on their own by offering it for free to anyone with access to the internet. But going beyond that, I am also releasing The American Loyalist under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative licenses, License so everyone is free to redistribute it as long as they don't change it or sell it and give credit where credit is due. Equality it is really sad in America, <coughs> or that in America, in the 21st century, we are still having this conversation, that we, are, that we still have people fighting for the same rights or pay as the next person, that we still have hate groups operating strongly. Let me be completely clear. You do not live in a land of equality if absolutely everyone in that land does not have the same rights as everyone else. The same-sex couple who loves each other just as much as the heterosexual couple have just as much of a right to get married as anyone else. A woman with the same qualifications as a man, hired for the same position at the same company, should make the same amount of money. Now, With this show, I am going to be presenting information and offering commentary with that in mind. Also, should I be able to hire people down the line? Again, high hopes. That concept of equality is going to translate into that practice. Finally, patriotism. I mention in my description of patriotism that it does not mean waving and wearing American flags while shouting, love it or leave it, at everyone who disagrees with you. It means celebrating the vision this this country's founders had when they decided to go to war with the crown. Patriotism should be about striving to meet and go beyond the goals of that vision. But I don't want to stop there. I truly and honestly hope to turn American loyalism into a strong political movement. And that leads me to this week's main content. My endorsement for the 2016 presidential election. Like I said, I'm no one important, and I honestly don't think my endorsement will even be heard by any of the candidates. This endorsement isn't for them, though. It's for any of you out there listening. And again, I don't want you to listen to me blindly. Go research the things I'm about to say and form your own opinion. Just keep in mind that the values I just talked about are what is driving my vote. Now, if you watched the endorsement speeches of either the Uh, at either of the conventions, they were filled with lots of praise for the candidate being nominated, and lots of criticism for the opposing candidate. That's not what you're going to hear today. Instead, you're going to hear who and who not, why and why not. To start off, let me say that I was an avid Bernie Sanders supporter, and as a Marylander, was also partial to Martin O'Malley. I don't think O'Malley was given the attention he deserves or deserved during the primary, and as a Marylander, I can tell you he did a lot of good in this state. What happened regarding the DNC emails against Bernie Sanders is just a complete disgrace. Given the opportunity, I know either one of them would have done much better than either one of the major party candidates or even the Green Party or Libertarian Party nominees. So, why won't I be voting for either the Libertarian or Green Party nominees? As I stated earlier that I hope to turn American loyalism into a political movement, and, a, uh, and I would really like to see it turn into a strong third party all on its own. So why wouldn't I vote for either Gary Johnson on the Libertarian side or Jill Stein on the Green Party side? I'm not going to address their policies and stances at all. They are not the actual reasons. I will not be voting for them. The reason is that neither party is strong enough to win. That may seem petty, but in a race like this, that's, it, it's very important that we have a certain outcome, especially in this election. In a three-way race, uh, at my last check, Johnson and his running mate Weld only have 12% of American voters. In a four-way race, including Jill Stein, their chances fall even lower. All these candidates' campaigns will do is pull votes away from the two main candidates. And in this race, that could be a very dangerous thing. Third parties have a history of pulling votes away. Not, they, they don't win, they just pull votes away. And again, that's this, this time, it's too dangerous. There is no doubt in my mind that Secretary Clinton has some very dark clouds hanging over her head. For starters, there is her involvement in the disaster that was Benghazi. I think she indeed made several mistakes, but I think the larger problem there is in other uh, such American installations around the world, a lack of funding to provide these outposts With sufficient defenses and security, coupled with growing hostilities towards America throughout the world because of American companies exploiting the people and resources of their own countries. That, I think, is the problem. And if we're going to be over in these other countries, we need to have the funding and the infrastructure to man and defend these outposts. Having served as Secretary of State and being in charge of these installations, I am sure Hillary is well aware of the of uh, this issue and would address it if elected. Of course, the Benghazi attack led to the discovery of Clinton's private email server and the controversial, quote-unquote, classified emails she stored and sent from it. Now, FBI Director Comey has stated, under oath, that the emails themselves were not classified, but that portions of them were. I'm not saying that it's okay for Clinton to have used a private uh, email server for State Department emails. However, I see this as more of a problem easily solved uh, by some simple, common-sense change to our government's operational procedures. I mean... There were absolutely no rules stating these emails have to be kept on classified servers. Um, The emails themselves, if they contain classified information, in my opinion, should be marked as classified, not just have little side notes like footnotes denoting this portion of this email is classified. Did Hillary use poor judgment? Yes. It is... Something that could be solved, though, easily by adding a single line to our government's operations manual, or whatever they have, and a written contract from Clinton in which she agrees to only use classified email servers. Then there is the controversy over the DNC emails against Bernie Sanders leaked to the internet on the eve of the Democratic Convention. Like I said... I was and am an avid Sanders supporter and found the DNC sincerely lacking in moral integrity. Yet, the party did the right thing in asking Chairwoman Debbie Schultz to step down and then even disallowed her to speak at the convention. After that, Amy Dacey, Brad Marshall, and Louise Miranda also resigned, and my guess would be that it wasn't by choice. In other words, they screwed up and took action to fix it. But, if Secretary Clinton has some dark clouds over her head, then Donald Trump has tornadoes erupting from swirling hurricanes laying a path of destruction over America. Where to start with this guy? How about here? Some people think that Trump is some great businessman because he has a few billion dollars. Trump thinks he's some great businessman because he has a couple billion dollars. <coughs> Excuse me. The truth is that his money pales in comparison to some of the people that have spoken out against him. Both Michael Bloomberg and Warren Buffett have tens of billions of dollars more than him, and neither are the epicenter of as much scandal as Trump. Donald Trump has filed for bankruptcy six different times, and each time he has made a profit while investors, contractors, employees, and customers have been left behind, had their finances ruined and businesses ruined. I do not... Nor will I ever be able to believe that Donald Trump will ever be able to to put the safety and betterment of the American people ahead of his own. There are the absolutely appalling derogatory comments against women, the disabled, Hispanics, and Muslims, but allegations of racism against Trump have been a recurring problem even before his presidential run. A former employee at Trump Castle recalls that all African-American employees would be ordered off the floor whenever Donald visited. Trump has also been quoted as saying, Black guys counting my money, I hate it. The only kind of people I want counting my money are short guys that wear yarmulkes all day. If you think we are going to make any progress in equality with this guy as president, You are sadly mistaken. After receiving the Republican nomination, he has defended his derogatory comments against a FEMA reporter, denied mocking a disabled reporter, attacked the Gold Star family of a fallen Muslim soldier, and has refused to issue an apology to any of these or the other people who greatly deserve one from him. As a matter of fact, he'll just recently came out and corrected uh, one lie that he was going around telling that there was a video of uh, a money transfer between America and Iran his uh, campaign officers were informed that this video doesn't exist but he kept on with it um, he didn't apologize for making the comments he simply corrected himself And that's what he does. He doesn't apologize. He simply, if he gets caught in a lie, corrects himself. When you are elected as President of the United States of America, or even nominated to run for President, you should be the most honest and humble person in this country. Now, as I watch campaign coverage while writing this endorsement, Trump does seem to have toned down his comments, at least for one day, However, even if he goes through the rest of the campaign like a little lamb, we as a people should realize that it is not because that is who he is. It's because the Republican Party as a whole is telling him to. If elected president, though, will the rest of the party be able to keep him under control? I sincerely doubt it. Since Trump announced his campaign, I have wondered why he wants to be president. The only logical answer I can come up with is so he can add that claim to, claim to his fame and use the position to further his own fortune. It is no secret that Trump has wanted to get his foot in the door of Russia, which would easily explain his reluctance to condemn Russian President Vladimir Putin's uh, annexation of Crimea, If you ask me, a Donald Trump presidency is not derived from a sense of duty to serve his country and its people. It's a business move. Clinton has her flaws, but she does have a long history of public service and serving in office. Trump's history is full of using other people to grow his own wealth and ego, and now he's doing it again with every last citizen in this great country. When I compare these two candidates candidates against the values I have set forth as being principal American Loyalist values, values that both Republicans and Democrats have no choice but to agree are vital to America. Hillary comes out on top. She is the right and responsible choice this November, and she will have my vote. And now, Hillary... I have a message for you. Do not take my endorsement as blind devotion. And, listeners, you shouldn't take my endorsement of her as blind devotion. As president, you will have a tremendous responsibility to the American people, just as I, who have taken it upon myself to present news and give my commentary on it, have a responsibility to the American people. I'm going to live up to that responsibility. If you fall behind on your responsibilities, I'm going to let the American people know. That's this week's American Loyalist. Come back tomorrow for the first episode of The Angry American, in which I take on self-checkout lanes. And be sure to come back for another episode of The American Loyalist, which will be more of a traditional news commentary. Subscribe to the blog... AmericanLoyalistPod.wordpress.com, and you can find me on Twitter at A Loyalist Pod. Thanks for listening.